When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Don't you, warmongers and armchair generals, don't you feel ashamed of yourself? How you put us on the verge of war against Red China because of the balloon, the balloon, the balloon, right? Oh, you so lust war. You so want to go to war to help the industrial war machine pump out products. That contribute to death and destruction. They could have been avoided. Could have been avoided. But what happened over this past weekend from Friday to Saturday to Sunday. From Alaska to the Yukon over Lake Huron. What happened, Lou? We sent out our top guns of our United States Air Force to take down these objects, these balloons, these foreign invaders. And I want you to listen to a little bit of it. Right, I can take a shot right here. I need another 20 seconds, then I've got him. I'm moving in. I've got the shot. Come on, Mav. Let's get in there. Come on, Mav. Mavericks getting impatient. Come on, take the shot. Ten more seconds, then I've got him. Come on, Ike. Get the hell out of there. Let's do it, Mav. Ike, come off high right. I'm in. Five more seconds. Come off high right, Ike. I'm in. I'm off. Oh, he got him all right. Uh, two missiles fired, $400,000 apiece, and what it turned out to be a $12 balloon belonging to a Illinois enthusiast club called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. As they told uh, a publication that it fears that one of its diligently tracked gas bags that recently went missing was mistaken as the mystery object taken out by our United States Air Force over Canada on Saturday. The Pico Balloon, a silver-coated, cylindrically-shaped object, reported its last position at 39,000 feet off the west coast of Alaska on Friday. Oh, my God. This is a real threat, right? Yesterday, stumbling and mumbling, President Joe Biden finally addressed the nation and said that the three recently downed aerial objects were not linked to the Red Chinese spy program and more than likely were tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions. There are 60,000 freaking balloons high in the sky. And we were ready to go to war over that first balloon. They clearly belonged to the Red Chinese. But does that stop Gordon Chang from repeating over and over it was an act of war? 
He continues to do it 24-7-365 on talk TV here at WABC and every other news talk radio outlet in the nation. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. war. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. Oh, he's so tired at the end of the day, all these interviews. And now he's adding an addendum. Because in light of what the president has said, that the three recently downed aerial objects were not linked to the Chinese spy program, he's trying to somehow link them to Putin and the old Soviet menace. Because obviously, it's all about promoting war, potential conflict, and fueling the um, wartime industrial war machine. Well, here's another one. And you've heard him here at WABC, you hear him on all of Talk TV, you hear him on Talk Radio 24-7-365, like right out of Dr. Strange Glove. It's General Jack Keane, right out of Central Casting. I've yet to see who it is that General Jack Keane is shilling for, who's his side hustle with, what corporation that provides weaponry and surveillance equipment, Maybe he ought to promote that first to say, hey, you know, I would benefit greatly if all of a sudden we're in war mode. This is what he most recently had to say. That is alarming. To me, it's more serious of a problem because I believe that China is not just trying to get information from military bases by surveilling them. They're trying to penetrate the United States with other kinds of vehicles and find out where we're vulnerable because we don't have sufficient radar coverage or sufficient satellite coverage. And likely that is in the south, southeast, and southwest. And nobody seems to care, Macedonian Phil or Lou, about that lonely balloon still floating over South America. Where is it now? Do the South Americans not care? Do those in Chile and Argentina and Brazil not care? I don't know. That one seems to be floating all over the place. But there are 60,000 balloons high in the sky. And most of them we've put there. And we have balloons spying on our enemies. This is not a shock, ladies and gentlemen. And naturally, we have all the Trumpers out there again insisting on a day in which the Wall Street Journal reports that, yes, in fact, There were four balloon sightings during the Trump administration by the Pentagon. They couldn't actually quantify that they were red Chinese. But apparently it was not reported to the Trump White House. It has subsequently now been uh, given uh, in reports and debriefings to those who served President Trump at the time, including the warmonger number one, John Bolton, with his uh, salt and pepper mustache. He looks like a walrus, and John Bolton doesn't know of a location in the world that he doesn't want America to go to war with. Meantime, they keep referring to President Trump. Trump, Trump, you know, he would have taken these balloons out of the sky. And I seem to remember that oftentimes... President Trump talked about how we needed to be friends with China. Friends with China. China all the time. And then, of course, there is a series of Chinese statements that he meant that he made throughout his administration. China. The hell happened? Did they truncate it? Hey, where's Justin Ellick? What the hell were you doing in there? Pleasurizing yourself? China. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So Justin Alec obviously is a Trumper. 
He didn't want to play the soliloquy of all the Trump uh, the, to the uh, Trump statements about China. So he puts two drops in a row that are like uh, like he just had a bris. I guess it's because you're Jewish, Justin Alec. You want to give everything in your life a bris. All right, let's forget Trump for now because he's a Trumper. So God forbid we do any criticism of Donald Trump here. Justin Alec will have a heart attack. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. There is a history of this in America, ladies and gentlemen. There are warmongers, there are armchair generals, always trying to get us into a war. I'm going to cite the last two times. Without a doubt, the war that we launched against Iraq, the second time, not the Persian Gulf campaign against Saddam Hussein and his tanks out of Kuwait. The war in which we invaded Iraq for weapons of mass destruction. Need I play this cut over and over because they were beating the drums of war led by Vice President Dick Cheney, who lusted to have a war with Saddam Hussein. It was really because in the aftermath of his crushing defeat at the hands of Bush 41 and Dick Cheney, and Colin Powell and the staff of the first Bush presidency, we know there was a plot to try to assassinate Bush 41 upon his visit to Kuwait to celebrate the victory. That never happened. But what the hell? Why put that aside? War is good for the wartime business, right, Dick Cheney? Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. Where are there they? There is no doubt. Where are they? Where did they go? We're still looking, right? Where are those weapons of mass destruction? How many thousands died? How many tens of thousands were injured? How many needless casualties on all sides? How many needless civilian casualties? And the whole purpose was, as Vice President Dick Cheney told us, gee, when, when we go in and we topple Saddam Hussein and the minority Sunni government, the Shias, are going to be all grateful to us. They're going to be throwing flowers. They are going to all of a sudden be allies of the United States forever together. He couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong. Did they ever apologize? Of course not. That was a Republican administration, a Bush 43, the neocons. All they wanted was war, war. And Rumsfeld, who was a secretary of defense, once we had beaten Saddam Hussein, then all of a sudden they let looting, massive looting take place in the streets of the major cities in Iraq. Like, what the hell is that? Oh, don't worry. We got to let the, you know, we got to let the anger, release the anger. The same Attitude that was taken by mayors where rioting took place in America, like in Baltimore, like our own comrade Bill de Blasio, part-time mayor, dope from Barkslope, who told the cops to stand down and don't interfere with Black Lives Matter and Antifa when they were looting and shooting and rioting in the summer of 2020, June 1st, June 2nd. I know because I and the Guardian Angels, we took them on when everybody else was told to stay away. And then, of course... The most egregious of all by a Democratic president was LBJ at the time. And because he claimed that there were Vietnamese, North Vietnamese PT boats 
that were attacking two United States destroyers in the Gulf of Tonkin off of the Vietnam coast. It uh, heartened uh, the legislature in the House and in the U.S. Senate to pass the Gulf of Tonkin resolution by majority uh, consent, Democrats and Republicans. So in 1964, LBJ used this Tonkin, Gulf of Tonkin incident that never occurred, by the way, used it to increase the U.S. troops in the war effort in Vietnam in terms of what eventually became 58,000 dead Americans, many more injured, 3 million Vietnamese dead. And then in 2000, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I say never, never, ever trust your government. Not Democrats, not Republicans, not the National Security Agency, not the CIA criminals in action. None of them. You must check, double check, triple check, because 1964, most people were hell bent on escalating the war against the North Vietnamese Ho Chi Minh and the Viet Cong who had infiltrated into South Vietnam. In 2000, the National Security Agency declassified and released 200 documents from that period that indicated that that attack on the two United States destroyers in the Gulf of Tonkin never took place. Never, ever, ever took place. All it was was a ruse to escalate our war effort, to give LBJ cover, aided and abetted by McNamara and the generals in the Pentagon and the industrial war machine, as President Eisenhower said upon his departure from the White House, there will be forces on both sides of the aisle that will always try to grease the industrial war machine. Beware of them. Beware of them again. Talking about this is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Your best in New York City to leave the city, head south of the border, go to Mexico, take a vacation, come back, claim you're an illegal alien seeking asylum and sanctuary in the um, sanctuary uh, state of New York and New York City, where we tell the federal officials you can't touch them, even if they're gang members. MS 13, 18th Street, Trinitarios. Even if they're narco-terrorists, even if they're sex traffickers, even if they come into our country illegally with only criminal activity on their mind. 
Right? It's more like we need more money for them. More money. That's right. The shaking, the tin, the tin cup. And as we saw that, that was exactly what Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, did up in Albany the other day, and it was shameful. Shameful. He asked for $4 billion for illegal aliens. As he talked about all the new places that he wants to house them, as he welcomes them into our city. Now, one minute he says the inn is closed. And then the next minute he talks about all the benefits he wants to give to illegal aliens, some of them who have intent to continue to commit crime, but not to average Americans born and raised here in the city of New York, in the state of New York, or in the United States. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. That's right. As he keeps putting that tin can out as if he were holding a door like a concierge in a nearby McDonald's, begging for $4 billion, he'll probably double it up soon. And it's all about helping the illegal aliens and obviously helping friends of Eric Adams because they will be rewarded these very, very... um. Uh, exorbitant contracts to care for people who are not even Americans. And let's look at the fate of Americans. We just opened up another hotel in Long Island City for illegal aliens. Yesterday, I reported to you first time, didn't hear it here at WABC or anywhere else, that in fact, Eric Adams is negotiating with the leaseholder at the Nassau County Coliseum to house illegal aliens who are flooded into New York City. And the best that the county executive, Bruce Blakeman, could say, a man who has difficulty chewing gum and thinking at the same time, is that would be a violation of their lease. And when they talked to the guy who had the lease, he said, none of your B.I.B. business. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a cottage industry. So if you don't want to take our illegal aliens, all of you listening in the tri-state area, Eric Adams is going to try to negotiate a contract with somebody in your community who has the right to house them and get funded from New York City by the sucker taxpayers here. $4 billion, and all he keeps saying is more money, more money for the illegal aliens. Let's look at what Kathy Crime Wave Hoko proposed. Creating 85 new charter schools and lifting the New York City cap on charter schools. Great. This increases the choice for parents, for guardians, for the children, the grandchildren of a whole new generation so that they can get a solid education. There are 460 charter schools in all of New York State. They're capped out at that. To her credit, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb wants to create 85 new charter schools throughout the state and lift the present cap in New York City. And who opposed that? Michael Mogru, the chancellor of the UFT, Union of Failed Teachers. All they want to do is protect their jobs. All they want to do is protect themselves. And to hell to the kids that they have to educate. 
And then you have a whole wave of people who are saying, wait a second, charter schools hurt parochial schools. There's no doubt about that. Think of it from a parent's point of view. You could send your children to a charter school and they get all the benefits of a parochial school, uh, Catholic school education, uh, except for the religion. Right? They get the discipline, they get all of that in a charter school, their grades are good, but they don't have to uh, be absorbed into uh, taking the theology, uh, the religious uh, uh, lessons of the Roman Catholic Church, or in a shul or a synagogue from somebody teaching them about Hashem, or Lutheran schools, or any of the other parochial schools that exist. There's no doubt about that. So why, oh why? Instead of Cardinal Dolan, who keeps shilling for shimoles for Catholic charities to bring more illegal aliens in, he's not fighting for vouchers and tuition tax credits. Listen to him recently, begging for money for the illegal aliens coming across our border from Mexico into Texas, wanting millions and millions more for Catholic charities that comes from the federal taxpayers. Listen. To, to how he wants to take care of people who are foreigners. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names, and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey. But yet they're filled. There's, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. The church has been there. Now the church needs help. They're closing 12 parish schools. All of them, at least most of them, serving minority communities, mostly black and brown children. They're either being forced to close them because they can't financially support them any longer or they're having to uh, conflate them and join them together. But this is, again, taking away from parents or grandparents or guardians' ability to provide a better education for their children or grandchildren. So here it is. Less charter schools, less Catholic schools. We have 200,000 less students in the public school system, and yet we have increased the public school budget of the city of New York from $34 billion to $36 billion. And what has Mayor Adams, the swagger man with no plan, said as he was begging for shimoles, begging for money up in Albany? You know what he said? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. But not for charter schools. In fact, when he was asked over and over, are you supporting the governor's call for an increase to create 85 new charter schools around the state of the New York and to lift the cap on charter schools in New York City? He said absolutely not, because it would cost the taxpayers of New York City a billion dollars. Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. We're already going to be spending $4 billion on people that are not citizens who are flooding into New York City because they've been invited here by the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. He said there would be state funds that would support him here. There's been little, if any. He said that he's the Biden of Brooklyn and that he has a great relationship with President Joe Biden and giggles, <laughs> Harris, the vice president, the czarina in charge of border activities, and we haven't gotten a nickel, dime, or penny from the federal government. He said, have no fear, there's the schmuck to butts Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, majority leader of the Senate, 
He controls the purse strings that come out of the center. He'll help us. Hasn't done Jack Diddley squat. And, of course, the newest kid on the block, Hakeem Jeffries, future Speaker of uh, Congress. When the Democrats take control, as it always seems to rotate back and forth, McCarthy now, uh, Hakeem Jeffries in the future. In fact, McCarthy is holding on by the slimmest of majorities, a majority of three, and that includes who? George Santos. And, oh, my God, George Santos continuing to give interview after interview. Yesterday, Channel 5, in which he says he's digging in, ain't going nowhere. He's not going to resign. Even if indicted, he's not going to leave. He is going to register uh, at the beginning of March to indicate that he's running for reelection. He's going to find a controller. He's going to set up a campaign committee. He's going to follow all the rules of the FEC in terms of running for reelection. And this guy is like a plague on the Republican Party. Think of it. The Republican Party now, when people think of the Republican Party, obviously they think Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, they think Ron DeSantis. But unfortunately, on the undercard is Marjorie Taylor Greene, that crackpot, that wacko. And the worst of the worst is George Santos. And I've uh, been receiving calls from everybody in the tri-state area, Republicans who are seeking to run for some kind of local office, whether it's at a city level, a county level, or a state level. And they've been saying, Curtis, which we got to go out soon and collect signatures. Republicans who have to sign our signatures in order for us to qualify for the election are saying to us, and hey, what about George Santos? What about George Santos? When is he going to leave? What is he going to, when are we going to be done at George Santos? George Santos is like a cancer, terminal cancer. You got to go in and you have to use radical surgery and you got to force McCarthy to call a vote on the floor to drive this hemorrhoid out of the Republican Party. Either that or buy up every tube of Preparation H and if you can catch him, smear it all over his body. By the way, Lou, you know what's going on in Rio de Janeiro? Carnival. Maybe, just maybe, George Santos will get dressed up in drag again and perform in Carnival as he did many, many years ago in Rio de Janeiro. We hope, we hope, we hope. Just get the hell out of here, George Santos. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Oi! What a wrap it was. As you know, I'm on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with Sid Rosenberg and his many friends. As I turn out to be the only fiend, the only foe, the only adversary that does not turn uh, the rest of the uh, morning and the rest of the week into what I call Barney talk. You know, I love you, you love me, we all get along, we all agree. This guest was greater than the previous guest, enough already. Let's get down to brass tacks. And Sid knows that. Sid knows he made a mistake putting me on three mornings a week, and now what do you do? 
It's the highest rated portion uh, of the week. The 705 interviews Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. His crew of Lou, of Mastonian Phil, and Justic Ellick. They want to pull the plug on me. Tough Nuggies. And listen to Sid. He couldn't wait to take shots at me. In the preview to the start of his show at 6 o'clock in the morning earlier today. Uh, we got a big Friday morning show coming at you, Nomer. Uh, 7.05 a.m., kicking things off. It's Curtis Sliwa. He'll be here. So. He's annoying already, Dad. Yeah. Oh, Shut God. up. Oh, don't ever, don't ever, I almost curse, criticize Bo Deedle again. I'll punch you across the face. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be cop. He's a real cop. We'll save haste. Without a, without a uh, beret. I'll save it for, save it. Shut up. Save uh, it for the air there. You shut up for seven Oh, he's getting antsy. A red bonnet is <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> wow. Right out of the box, before I even come to the microphones, and he's siding with Bo Deedle. His allegiance is clearly with Bo. And then, of course, anything Bo wants, Bo gets. Uh, Bo was texting him uh, during the course of the show and texted about his, uh, his uh, podcast here. Versus a new podcast, both of them having to do with police matters. One quick text before I get to know him from Bo Deedle. He's, he's crazy about Curtis. Curtis Sliwa, another lie. <laughs> Just check Bo Deedle's true crime story and the ratings blow out cop talk by 80%. You may remember Curtis this morning was saying cop talk gets better ratings than Bo's podcast. Bo is saying that's a lie. Again, the liar continues. Well... That was the subject uh, of our sales meeting just yesterday that Sid attended. I guess uh, Sid had wax in his ears. Bo Dito had a very good podcast. In fact, I did the very first one, one tough podcast, and he's got a good one now called uh, Bo Dito's True Crime. I've listened to a few. It's very good. But we also have another cop-related uh, podcast now, brand new to the lineup. You go to wabcradio.com. That's wabcradio.com. And it's called Cop Talk. And listen to episode five. It's really good. I don't like Stevie Van Zant of the East Street Band of Springsteen, but he really does a great interview with the boys. Ed Mamet, former captain of the NYPD, Kevin Schroeder, decorated detective. These two guys busted their shoes these are good cop shows, so you really now have a uh, choice, cop talk, or you can go to uh, Bo Deedle's uh, new true crime podcast, but the list of podcasts continues to grow and grow. Just go to WABCRadio.com, listen to both uh, cop podcasts yourself, and uh, make your own determinations. Well, then up next, Sid, it's always Sid all the time, glowing thinking maybe the Keller, Kelly Ripa would actually ask him to co-host her show now that the uh, most boring, most bland co-host in America uh, has decided to exit stage left. You folks remember when my book came out, Citizens United, back in September, that uh, I did a lot of stuff. The biggest boost I got by far was Kelly Ripa. So he's claiming that Kelly Ripper, who just raised his book one time on air with uh, Ryan Seacrest, who had the foulest look on his face of anybody I've ever seen on TV, that somehow that sold books. Is Sid delusional? And then he goes on to praise everybody else who gave him uh, a basic rip and read, like a few minutes on their shows, promoting his book, Citizens United. You folks remember when my book came out, Citizens United, back in September, 
that uh, I did a lot of stuff. Brian Kilmeade was very good to me. He really was. He was great. Had me on Fox and Friends. Had me on One Nation. I can't thank Brian Kilmeade enough. And there were other shows that were very good to me. Mark Levin, Bill O'Reilly, a bunch of shows that, that came up big. Notice no mention. But the biggest boost I got by far was Kelly Ripper. Yeah, Kelly Ripper. You keep dreaming that, uh, Sid. You keep dreaming that. I talk so much about your book, Citizens United. I went out into the street. We filmed videos with it. I said, if you can't afford the book, Citizens United, steal it. Like the old Abby Hoffman book, steal it. And I said, if all else fails, rip out page 29 and read for yourself how I saved Sid Rosenberg's radio career by walking into the offices, and he admits this, of Chad Lopez, our copy D2D, our president of Red Apple Media, our parent company now, but back then it was Cumulus, and insisted that he bring Sid Rosenberg up from Florida where he was in exile and join him at the hip with uh, Bernard McGurk. That was Bernard's uh, request to replace, at that time, a man who uh, almost never did a show here. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And they wanted to sign up Mike Lupica. They had they had the contract of Mike Lupica on the desk, and he was prepared to sign it. And I'm the one. And he Sid had to acknowledge that. But does he acknowledge that I promoted his book in video, out in the streets, on the radio? Of course not, because now he's got his side with his very dear kumbadi Cheech. And lifelong friend, Bo Dito, and that means just ignore me like I'm a person of no consequence. And I guess you have to take uh, the the uh, oath of loyalty like Lou did this morning. Oh, it's disgusting, but, but here it goes. Uh, Lou basically slobbering all over Sid. Also, you know, who also died on this day uh, last two years ago was Rush Limbaugh. We had that discussion uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> Louie crapped all over him. It was great. Oh, it was so good. You love it because of the rankings. That's yes. what it is. Lewis, uh, and he means it sincerely as a man that worked 30 years on the Imus in the Morning Show. And Imus was certainly a legend. But Lewis, in a moment of candor? sincerity and candor and honesty, actually said on this show on the air, and he meant it, that the only radio host he's ever worked with and or listened to that he thinks is more entertaining and better than me is Stern. Not I miss, not Rush, none of them. Did you not say that? You're laughing now. I'm laughing because I, it's something you're completely fixated on, and it makes me laugh. But why did you say You knew it was going to happen. Why did you say it then? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. It's called job security, Lou. Now, they all had to take an oath of allegiance to Sid Rosenberg this morning. It was disgusting. Uh, Justin Ellick, the producer, Macedonian Phil, Lou. Imagine. Claiming he is better than Rush Limbaugh, more entertaining than Rush Limbaugh. I knew Rush Limbaugh. He actually used to broadcast uh, in the same facilities at the old WABC. He was down the hall. I was up the hall. We oftentimes talk. I listen to his programs. I can tell you one thing. Sid Rosenberg is no Rush Limbaugh. And in in fact, a little advice, Rush Limbaugh changed his program when he went to to Lincoln Bedroom, spent the night, and no longer attacked Bush 41. That's when he was at his best. And now Sid is going to suffer because of his friendship with Eric Adams. He will suffer. And then he wants to meet with Chris Cuomo, have a sit down. We'll talk about that on Monday. But uh, let me just uh, leave you with this. Sid, 
Remember, whoever comes to you with this Chris Cuomo meeting, he is the traitor. Don't forget that, Sid. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.